Welcome to the podcast. Come be part of the conversations that happen around my kitchen table. He's John Brannion, and he's been a stand-up comic for more than 30 years. She's Amanda McKinney, and she's been my daughter for her whole life. Our family believes laughter is a gift from God. We often discover it while discussing culture, faith, and family. So go ahead and pull up a chair, neighbor. Can I call you Carl? There's plenty of room here for you. Peaches and the podcast Ninja and me are here. Are happy to be here at the table. Uh, Juwan DeVivo is going to be on a podcast. Probably not. Probably not this one since he's not here. But the we, I did, recorded one that will be coming out in the future. And Luke McKinney, we want you to be in the next one because we're putting up memes that Juwan has gathered from cyberspace and we're talking about those memes they're theological a lot of them okay. are atheist memes all right and uh mm. he specifically asked several mm. times about having you come on i mean i think he would rather have you on than me if you want luke to come on and do memes you're gonna have to entice him with something other than theological ones you're gonna what? need you're gonna need animals particularly cats Making strange noises or saying very un, like unintelligible things. Well, cats usually say unintelligible things. Right. So I like, get most of my theology from cats. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, it is what I'm talking about. I'm saying you are mostly interested in memes where some absurdity is happening. Right. Or there's something happening, and then somebody has an absurd response to it, but especially you, animals. You talk like you've got me figured out. Yeah. <clears throat> These memes are absurd, but so not for a, that reason. The pigeon on, uh, the pigeon on, what's that? On storks? storks. Yeah. The pigeon mm-hmm. on storks is the With the crazy eyes. Of the kind of thing that makes Luke laugh every time. <laughs> there's no dialogue. Like, there's no sensical statement. I laugh at absurd words put together. Right. He laughs at sound effects i laugh at pidgey i think is his name and uh-huh. i laugh because he's real dumb how's right? he sound uh only to lose it again is that right no he's like i laugh he sounds like a serpent <laughs> only to lose it again yeah anything like, that's completely like that. unnecessary and absurd like ace ventura <laughs> like that character it just everything that he does makes me laugh where he's like wait a minute there wasn't a game last night. <laughs> what? <laughs> it yeah. just sounds dumb. Uh, it's not that he is dumb, although he is that too. But that's not what makes Luke laugh. It's that he sounds over the top dumb. Right. And that is what makes Luke laugh. Although I did laugh. I also laughed like yesterday when I was watching um, Jim Carrey. And who's the guy who played opposite him in Dumb and Dumber? What's his name? Jeff Daniels. Yes, Jeff Daniels. And they were talking about when they first were doing like screen reads and stuff for the part when they were first getting like interviewing, but that's not what they call it. Mm-hmm. Auditioning. That's the word. Auditioning. <laughs> and when they were like auditioning for the part, Jeff Daniels was like, "Okay, so I already knew that you know Jim Carrey is going to knock this out of the park. He's he's classic and capable of you know embodying some really stupid and physically." comedic mm-hmm. character he was like so 
he slapped, <laughs> apparently he slapped himself in the head <laughs> to get ready for this part. Like literally right before he launches into a line. <laughs> he, he rattled like, his brain. He shook his head yeah. and like slapped himself in the forehead to make his eyes kind of Google a little bit <laughs> and then delivered whatever came out from that state of mind, from uh-huh. that state of scrambled. <laughs> so he literally scrambled his brains <laughs> in order to audition and for this part. Again, Jim Carrey testifies he would do that for every take. He would like to get into character. He would shake his head until he felt a little bit nauseous and then like, go. <laughs> it, just made, it made me laugh to think of these men in front of a camera, intentionally uh, trying to make themselves stupid to get into camera. Right, I gotta get my dumb. I gotta get dumber. <laughs> I gotta Literally, raise the dumb level in to order start to start feeling stupid to be stupid. Would that be considered method acting? I was yes, to bang your head acting? against the wall. Yes, and that was what made me laugh because it never occurred to me. You always think of it in context of like playing a villain. You gotta think evil. You know, it's really dark and dangerous. You don't really think of how did they have to get in character to play these just absolutely to play these more. Blockheads, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> this made me laugh. So, yeah. In all fairness to Luke, <laughs> <laughs> that's, because it's that's funny. An interesting parallel. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, it it wasn't necessarily a stupid thing that happened yesterday, but it we, was perfectly normal. We woke up. I For I woke up. House. He was already awake, and he was like getting dressed, and he starts humming. Do you remember what you were humming? Nope. Yes. Go uh, ahead. Something about uh, dumb ways to die. I'm just <laughs> humming that. Yeah. Which which triggers in me a memory. Like I know that song, but where where do I know it from? What is it? What else is in the song? Because that was all I could that's, remember either. That's it. That's all and I got. I asked him, "Where did that come from?" He goes, "I don't know. I was singing it." And I was like, "You were sing- you were singing it. I know, but like." <laughs> Obviously, this is a song we both heard before. Where did you hear it? And he goes, I don't know. And I'm like, I can't let this go. I can't just be like, oh, it popped up from nowhere. Because there has to be subliminally somewhere. My thought I've was, heard it too, but I can't remember where I heard it. Well, you and that was what he said to me. He was like, well, you can't remember either. And I'm like, but I'm not the one who was humming it just now. Like, where did it come from? Even if you tell me that somebody said that phrase... And it triggered in you this distant memory. I can, I can accept that. Right. But if you're literally just putting your clothes on in the morning, and, and you're humming and you're dumb humming, ways to die, where did it come from? Right. What is it? Well, I mean, that that's kind of the way some things work, though. I mean, there's a thing that's dredged up out of your, right, out of your memories, and you don't know where it comes from. It's a from. mysterious. I could have smelled something that I smelled the first time I heard that, and it unlocked it. You know. Is right. that how I it works? I can't explain a it. Scent? I've had I've had random thoughts. I I told you I had a I remembered that atheist woman who was commenting on my blog seven years yeah, ago. But you know she where just that popped came from. into my head. Well, but you knew where that came from because you were having a conversation with another deranged critic or somebody who had a similarly self centered worldview, and it so it reminded you because you were already on the train of thought. So you were wanting to know what Luke was thinking about yes. prior to that song going into his head. My thought was he probably was scrolling on his phone at some point either last night or the night before and was and like it was in the mu- the music because a lot of TikTok wanted videos to have know music. What led up to that? Yes. Song 
quote unquote spontaneously it's not spontaneous. popping into his head. Yeah, right. there's something in there that, that triggered right. it. And it, you thought that if you just interrogated him strongly enough, actually, he would be able to know. Yeah. He would conjure up I thought if I held a gun to his head right, and I and demanded him. it. Yeah. That and, it, I, I understand made, wanting me to show my work when we're having an argument and I'm making a point. <laughs> but to have to show my work for what I'm humming <laughs> is outrageous and I won't stand for it in this marriage. Actually what I said what I said to him was It is too much to expect me to justify what I said the was, songs in my head. The reason that you're so bad at thinking about where things came from is because you don't do it enough. So think think about it. I didn't care. Oh, please tell me that this led to an argument and a fight. No, not a big one. Uh-oh. No, because I I I was aware that I was asking too much. I knew that he you wasn't going to be able to do it. And so did you do what you sometimes do, which is double down on the fact that you're asking too much well, in order to... What I said again, what I said was, I think that the problem is that you don't spend enough time asking yourself, where did this come from? Because I do it all the time. If something weird <laughs> happens in my brain, I'm like, wow, where, you know, what was Why happening? am I thinking this? Why am I thinking that? And Luke says, this is why you need to hear this uh, story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said... <laughs> No, do you even remember? Yes. Okay. I think I know what you're going to say. Well, you said that it was your job to try to figure out my brain. Uh, Yes. And I was like, "Ah, good luck. And uh, I said, it's my job to help you. I'm your helpmate. I'm supposed to help you learn. Was that what that means? Yeah. I'm helping you think. (laughs) The helpmate is the one who helps you think about. I sat on the on the bed and I realized Mm -hmm. that most of the time, my brain doesn't tell me what it's thinking. That's what he says to me. My, he says, my brain doesn't tell me what it's thinking. And I, I exclaimed, that's all it does. That's literally all it does. That's every time it's doing anything at all. It's telling you what it's thinking. It's then, so mysterious. <laughs> How could I possibly know what my brain is thinking? Yep, and I, I said, me. I think we've discovered the problem. <laughs> you don't know what a thought is. <laughs> you don't know what a thought is. That's you don't a know problem. what a brain is for. Just let me go through life humming whatever. Oh, uh, that's I want to. that's a cam. That's one of my favorite cami phrases. <laughs> don't make me think. I just want to be happy. Yep. <laughs> She was like four. <laughs> and she said, so this is a recurring thing in this yeah. family with you, Peach, and you're always at the middle of it. I'm always the interrogator. You're always, you're always the one that makes people in your family go, why can't you just let me have joy? <laughs> I want to know. Why can't I just have happiness and I peace? I want to know how their brain works. And so then I was also humming the song the rest of the day. So I looked it up, and it's a cartoon, or it's an animated song that was published on YouTube like in 2012. So it's not it's not new. It's not recent memory that this is coming from. And I let the kids listen to it. It's this it's these little animated characters getting killed in a bunch of stupid ways. So it's like dumb ways, dumb to, ways die. to die. You know, pull the toast out with the fork. Uh, I can't right. remember the other. I don't know what rhymes like with fork. Try to try to feed feed a shark by hand or something. yeah stuff like, stuff that. like that. Try to you know put. Uh, Try to pet a grizzly oh, bear. Oh, I do remember that now. Remember that? And yeah. then they hum. They during the during the chorus, 
all these like they, all these dead things come together <laughs> and they, form a line and start like singing sing, the yeah. chorus. And they like the one I who's been decapitated. That. They're doing it to the beat. So like one of them's waving its eyeballs left and right, and yeah. the other one's like holding its head up in the air and then putting. Yeah, it they've back been down. horribly dismembered, and they come back together like yeah. in their various states. And of they're smiling. Destruction. Yeah, they're all yeah. smiling and singing this very jolly little. Well, tune. because they all have that in common. They all died in a dumb way, right. and that. They formed a community around that. Yep. So that's the song. And you can look it up. It's very wholesome and uplifting. But mm-hmm. um, it'll get, It gets stuck in Luke's head. It would not surprise me if it was in the background of a recent TikTok or something like that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you don't notice that consciously. And, and I would accept that answer. I well, would let's, be at peace let's just keep grilling Luke until he eventually <laughs> breaks uh, and tells us. Sometimes, sometimes I'll have a thought. Only to lose it again. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. I feel like that was... That was the pigeon again. That was the thing, yeah. Okay. It was supposed to be the pigeon. See how it sounds a little different? Only to lose it again. I can look that up, too. But the uh, point is, I will continue to interrogate both the children and Luke until they say things like, my brain never tells me what it's thinking. And then I put that on social media. <laughs> or I put it in the kids' quote book. Thank you. I have, what I, I have what I wanted. Yep. I, I have received what I was looking for. Uh, I pressed the button until you spit out nonsense. <laughs> now we can be finished with Now it. we are done talking. <laughs> My brain you never didn't tells get the me answers what it's you thinking. were seeking, but that's good enough. Oh. Uh, it's on par with comedy. Is all about the footwork. <laughs> Let's see. What's his name? Pidgey? I don't I think know. so. Pidgey. Well, we have... Um, I had a thought that I wanted to ask you about... Oh, I'm yawning. That's, we, can, we can tell. <laughs> that's how well this podcast <laughs> is going. I'm Hang putting on. myself to sleep. You want to hear the part that Luke likes the best? Mm-hmm. Okay. And this... This is going to get us censored. Probably. Probably. Hey, Pigeon Tony. Hey there. Hey, cool metal thing, bro. New kind of package. What's that? Some gas. That's the pigeon. <laughs> cool, bro. You caught the game last night. Hell oh, yeah. Play. Real great game. Yeah, too bad about the last quarter. <laughs> yeah, that was too bad. Real bummer. I got them with a little time lap. We pulled it out. Totally. Yeah. Only <laughs> losing again in the last second. Such a... It was a come down. Only to get it back. Best day of my life. Only to lose it. Worst day of my life. Only to get it back. Only to lose it again. Only to lose it again. Wait. Here's there was no game. Only to lose it again. There was no game last night. There was no game last night. There is no reason for any of that. And I love it. He doesn't have a distinct accent. It's not like he's a surfer. It's not like he's German. It's Mm -hmm. not like he's, you know, whatever. He's just... It's like everything they could do wrong, they did. It's almost like they just gave him every speech impediment (laughs) on purpose. (laughs) Can't really say his R's. Can't really say his S's. Every single speech impediment in one person. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that. Oh, that is an interesting... You know what we should do? That, That should be an assignment for Brian. We should we should make a list of all the speech impediments. <laughs> it sounds like a chubby Bruce character. Yeah, and give it to Brian and see what that character sounds like. That mm. would be mm-hmm. even if he can't do it. It would be fun to watch him try. 
because that's the sort of humiliating task that you makes us laugh. You just wouldn't be able to talk. Like, you wouldn't be able to say anything at all. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. You wouldn't be able to make noise, because, like, yeah. Anyway. Right. Anyway, all that's right, so, all I got. So you said something um, a few days ago, or maybe it was last week. And I don't know why it matters when you said it. It really doesn't. But that's always the first thing that I do. I'll tell you why. You said a thing. Because and let me see you, if I can pinpoint when you said it, which well, doesn't make any difference. Well, if you can remember, then you can put yourself back in that context, and then you'll be able to recollect more of the story. But mm. go on. About how people, this one particular person is obsessed with flat earth theology, heliocentrism. Uh-huh. And everything, every comment that he makes is... Basically, every time there's an opening, a chance to mention that the Earth is flat and that the Earth is in the center of our solar system, he does so. Mm-hmm. And the sun revolves around the Earth. Right. Well, no, not it doesn't around. Revolve. It yeah. sort of. It sort of makes a loop. Kind of does a yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how it all works. But and when it gets far enough away to one side, that's why it's dark on the other. Right. By that's the way, it moves from north to south or something like that, and then. And then when Listen, it gets, you're butchering okay, it. If he could say now. it himself, it would all make total sense. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> We'd I'm, all be flattered. If I, if I would let him talk. Yeah. But you said that it becomes his. I mean, that is that is the thing that he spends all his time talking about, and the flat earthers, most of them are religious, uh, Christian people, Bible believers. I mean, that's what the that's what the theology is based on mm-hmm. is the fact that their interpretation of the bible demands that the earth does not move it is flat right. the sun revolves around it and they get all of that supposedly from the scripture and so you have your observation was that that has become his gospel that is the gospel that he preaches it's not the gospel of salvation it's not the gospel of christ but every time there's a conversation to be had he inserts this gospel the gospel of the flat earth (laughs) into the conversation feeling completely justified and completely like yes of course acknowledging that the earth is flat and the sun revolves around it is core. That is foundational in Christianity. No, he would say, so this is going to be my attempt to actually give the the most fair summary of that perspective that I can. Oh, good. I want you to, because I've been thinking about that and I have extrapolated out from that. And so I wanted to talk about that, but go ahead and give, give him, give the flat earthers the fairest assessment and argument that you can i think it started with um having a problem with this the secular humanist like atheists the science i agree uh worshipers i agree to start with so it began with just like that radical atheistic you're talking about modern flat earthers though not not primitive flat because people thought that the earth was flat for a long time right 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 no, I'm saying now when people become really obsessed with this topic, it starts because they're mad at the atheists who deny the existence of God. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it starts out with recognizing that our public education system teaches a evolutionary, man-centric, you know, um, worldview. It teaches right. that that the universe is millions and millions of years old, and it teaches um, students to rely on their um, the scientific method they call it to 
Empirical evidence. Yeah, empirical evidence. They worship the scientific method, although that's not true. I mean, and and the flat earthers would also say that they don't actually worship the scientific method. You've got these atheists who have made an idol out of the idea that we as man, as men and humans... Now, you just use the word idol. I thought you were going to give them a fair and yeah, rational... I'm saying that the flat earthers are saying that the atheists have made an idol oh, out see. of their cosmology. And so they have this this whole religious belief system that includes being able to date rocks, you know, to tell us how many millions of years old a bone right. is. And so they right. see all of that and they recognize the falsehood there and they recognize correctly that those those atheists reject uh, revealed truth. They reject Bible knowledge. They reject the idea that God um, God's word is a thing that we can read and that we can learn it from is it. It's true. And, okay. they are, and they are puffed up and they yes. are conceited and they are arrogant. So they they have sort of, I guess, a heart for um, winning over the lost. So in that respect, and they also are just really, really interested in the various sciences. But they right. also are extremely wary of the sciences because they know that they're full of secular humanist and um, uh, what's the word? science worshiping, you know, religion. And materialists? so materialists is the word I was looking for. Yes. So, so they're obsessed with the, the topics of science and they love the idea that God has given us the ability to do good science. But now they basically have chucked out 99% of scientific journals and scientific investigation and what scientists in general say, because they know that they tend, scientists are often um, atheists. Okay. But now they've gone <laughs> Even further. And I think that because they've spent so much time arguing with atheists, they actually have unintentionally adopted a lot of the atheist mindset. And this right. is where they That's would right. so, so, disagree. So you're, you're trying to be fair in your representation of the flat earthers. You would say that it was a good intention, a well-intentioned right. uh, response to the uh, idolatry of scientism or materialism. And they right. were, and they were Mr. saying, no, that's false, that, that, right. the, that nature did not create itself. Right. And there, there well, is a Mr. God. What Mr. Flat Earth thinks he's doing is deconstructing the scientific materialism. Right. He thinks he's going into a world that has been idolizing the sciences and he's going to rescue them and he's going to, you know, help them tear down their idol. By showing them the lunacy of their, of their worldview. He thinks by, he's acting on faith. Yes. By ignoring all of the obvious. Right. He evidence. thinks he's, he thinks he has faith in God. Because he doesn't have faith in, in science. man. Yeah, and right. so anytime a scientist says anything at all, he's instantly skeptical of it. But what the flat right. earther doesn't realize is that's what the atheists do too. It's radical skepticism. It's a belief that, that they have to feel things with their own fingertips in order to actually believe them. They have to see it with their own eyes and smell it with their own nose or else they will reject it. So or else they do a not believe in it's not true. They do not believe in Biblical revelation, the atheists don't, and so that's right. where a flat earther would be different. But the flat earther also rejects out, outright anything that even a Christian who's a scientist says he or she has observed. Right. So here, so a flat earther doesn't even believe a Christian pilot, for example, who says, "Oh no, I have flown west, you know, right. all the way around the I earth. I have flown to Australia. Right. I have right. Yeah. Like they they say." 
No, you haven't. And so they, even though it's a Christian who's saying those things, they now, they reject what the Christian is saying because in their mind, I don't have faith in man. I have faith in God. Right. So that's what they think they're doing. Right. And that, and that is, and, and it's that I don't have faith in man, but I, I have faith in God, or they'll say, I just believe what the Bible says. And right. those, it's two ways of saying the same thing. Right. Uh, I just believe what the Bible says, and my faith is is in the word of God. And you are putting your faith in science because you believe, you know, the what world. What the Christian around. pilot says. What the Christian pilot says. <laughs> right. right. And so, um, so my thought was, with that context, how... How similar is the uh, creationist gospel where you've got the, these creationists who specifically the literal six-day creationists um, and the, uh, the, the people who say that um, their, their entire argument for everything always goes, they, they, spend, they spend a bunch of time talking about all of the evidence, quote unquote, for God having made the earth, you know, and made the, made stuff, and that is the argument rather than um, rather than Christian theology. Because what what occurred to me as I was listening to, um, I, I forget who it was, somebody that I like, Lyle, um, give evidences for creation. That the response from the heathen is always well even if this does prove that there is a god it doesn't prove your god and i i i know what all the arguments are i know how you can i know it's like well at least that's a starting point you got a person to admit god and then you can walk them towards but but does that happen or do we get bogged down in the creation narrative just like the flat earthers get bogged down with flat earthism do you understand what i'm asking I've I don't really because I think that they're often in the same camp. I don't think you're trying to make two different categories categories out of No, what is I'm often not. The same. That's what I'm saying. Is is flat is an obsession with the flat earth. And your your comment was this is what he reads about. These are the videos that he goes to. This is the, right. he he spends all of his time just affirming what he already believes. And, and and that's it. That's all the further his argument goes. And I wonder, is that also possible? Is it the same thing when we're these obsessive uh, creation science people? I, I don't know what the arguments are. You realize that in a few months, we're actually going to be part of a conference that's at the yes, Arts for the Yes, I know. And that's why I'm I don't staying awake at night worrying about this. <laughs> I don't understand why we're worried about it because the thing is I am last I'm not year's able to sleep. conference... I'm not able to eat. Last year's conference wasn't about creationism. You know, last no. year's conference was about the politics of sex or maybe that was two years ago. And so they... That was two years ago. Okay, so we've talked about... Family relationships. It just lingers, doesn't it? We've the talked f- about um, <laughs> transgenderism and the LGBT, you know, lobby. We've talked about this is going to be creationism because it's. I'm being not held talking about arc. me and you. I'm saying is the creation is the creation science camp? Are they the same sort of people as the flat Earth camp? Literally anything can become an idol. Okay. Literally anything. So yeah, if you're somebody you who spends say. all of your time helping. You know, helping women um, become better mothers. You know, for example, which is something I spend which a lot of time. Which is your with, idol? Then 
you you have the, the you run the risk of not seeing anything else of never recognizing that sometimes people need to know how to plant corn because somebody out there has got to be a farmer and they need to know things about crops. Farmers are just corn mothers. That is true. <laughs> There's some truth to that. But I mean, like, they need to know things about how much water to give it. And that's going to be different for an ear of corn than for a baby, I think. I don't know. Well, it depends. We know that corn evaporates a lot more water than babies I'm do. I'm talking from ignorance here. I'm going to assume that when it comes to the specific particulars of how much to put, you how know, much water to put on how much to put inside the little growing thing, that it's a little bit different. But Corn mothers. I'm not saying that having a specialization is a problem. I'm saying that in, in a particular case with a particular person who literally goes on social media for hours at a time and for hours posts nothing except stuff related to the way that light refracts and what the angles are on, you know, airplanes and flight patterns. And here's, here's a thing I was reading in a journal the other day and it's all, they live all all the time amongst other flat earth people. It's like, okay, at what point are you going to recognize this is not faith in God or faith in the Bible. When was the last time you actually read the Bible to learn something versus just looking up that verse that you can throw at somebody else on the internet? Like you're not, you are not actually having faith in God. You have faith in other flat earthers. You have faith in, and like to an extent, that's the way that God built the universe too. Like this is another thing that we have to talk about. And I think that the, um, the fight, laugh, feast people, like I think the Moscow people do this well. They mm-hmm. recognize what I and was just... And we're not just saying that because we're on their network. No, we wouldn't be on their network if we couldn't say that. That's right. But what I'm saying is, like, they, they do a decent job of recognizing what I was just saying about how different people have different jobs. We have different roles. I cannot possibly give you all the evidence for why the earth was created in six days. That's not my wheelhouse. I have dinner to cook. I spend way more time reading how to make bread than I do how to make an earth. You know, because mm-hmm. I don't feel like I need to know that right now. Well, but, we still don't really know how to make an earth either. Well, I don't know if they don't. Study. Somebody learned how to make bread. Maybe somebody else was given this revelation. Knows how to make a planet. Maybe, maybe God has chosen to give the wisdom of his creative process to somebody. I don't know. What if you didn't know how to make a planet? That would be a pretty frustrating knowledge because I don't know how you would ever use it. In a practical way. It's, it's big business, if you believe Hitchhiker's Guide. Planet building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a catalog and everything. They have a catalog so you can pick and choose what kind of planet you want. Like, with beaches and stuff. You haven't read... Have you read it? No. Oh, well, don't look at me like I'm crazy. You're the one who's lost. Uh, you don't that know surprises me. He seems like a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy he type doesn't, of... He doesn't read audience oh if he can't skim something he's i don't read he's not a guy who reads very much no i don't read he gives up he gets frustrated i used to read more when i was uh when i was traveling right but since i quit traveling i i have gotten out of the habit i'm I'm admitting it i've gotten out of the habit i used to read a lot i don't read as much as i used to i don't think i don't feel the need to weigh in on the location or shape of the earth at all that's it. Well, that's because you are not as faithful a Christian. Well, that's what I was going to say. What makes me <laughs> mad? Flat Earth what makes me mad is when somebody shows up claiming that what he's got is this, you know, superior Christianity because he knows all this stuff, and it's like, where are you getting that stuff? Because you're dangerously close to suggesting that God Himself is speaking through, you know, your 
journal that you just shared, this journal entry, or this Facebook post that you're sharing. He stalks the Answers in Genesis group and shares their posts so that he can explain to everyone how wrong they are, you know? And it's like, at what point are you going to wake up and realize that what you thought you were doing to save others has become an an operation where we need to rescue you too? Like, this is why you don't swim out to a drowning person. (laughs) Right. Because this 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 reason right here. This is why you don't swim out to a flat earther. When no, you, to an atheist. The flat earther went out to get the atheist, remember? And now he's out there flailing and now around. He's an too. atheist. Yeah. Right. I'm just realizing that most of social media now is opposing groups sharing each other's stuff. Yeah. And well, and that I was just, as you were talking, it occurred to me that there is a difference between uh, proclaiming the gospel. There's a difference between proclaiming truth and just refuting non truth. Right. And, and that. that it's it's a line and it's a thing you have to try to keep in balance but when your whole ministry quote unquote becomes just tearing apart just deconstructing right. didn't we talk just about taking this? other people's ministries apart didn't we talk about this the other day when we we're like you need to take an honest look at yourself if you have spent the last 20 years just disavowing one you know yeah. speaker or another one preacher yeah we talked about that it's it's been longer than a and a few weeks ago, but yeah, we have touched on this. Subject no, I thought before. we were touching, talking about Sheila, weren't we? And then we talked about uh, the mm-hmm. examining Moscow <laughs> group, and yeah. we were like, "Hey, if literally what you do twenty four hours a day is watch for people for the for the Christchurch people to do something that you've deemed wrong, like that's not Christ who's telling you to do that, because a lot of them still right. claim that they're Christians, and the reason they're doing it is to try to protect the it's sheep, protecting other Christians from yeah. this heresy. And it's like, well, you know what? The Holy Spirit will protect you from heresy. Well, also, you... they've become heretics. Like <laughs> right. that's more important. The more important point is like heretics, now heretics against heretics. Now we need you ha. to recognize that you have become the <laughs> false teacher because you're so obsessed with this guy, you're not even worshiping God anymore. And so it's our online group. H-A-H, ha, heretics against heretics. If you think they're bad, join our group. I feel like he he's enjoying that <laughs> acronym more. Than I got it from you. I understand. It's, it's part of the conversation. I'm not off on a rabbit trail. <laughs> well, yes, if you, if you are obsessed with anything other than God, if you're obsessed with any one topic other than God, you're on dangerous ground. That's all. And so even if that topic is in your mind going to lead people to God. Right. It's possible. No, especially then. Yeah. Especially if you think this is the linchpin right here. This is the key. This if is, everyone would Jesus just is the way, this. but this is the way to Jesus. <laughs> right. Yeah. I be- I believe Jesus is the Christ, but the only way people are going to know that is if they <laughs> come down this weird rabbit trail. If they talked with me for a while about yeah. um, flights to Australia. Right. You know? And and the Antarctic wall around the Have rim of the planet. That when you pull a flashlight away from the wall, the pinpoint of light gets smaller. Huh. Hmm. That's significant. Doesn't that seem significant to you? <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? No. <laughs> well, that was Mandy's point. She said, you know, nobody cares about heliocentrism. They don't care. <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> Uh, like, nobody thinks about it. Nobody has any sort of uh, concern about. No. Nobody lays awake at night. No, it would be one thing if we still have a significant number of people on Earth literally worshiping the sun. Like, mm-hmm. like if you thought that throwing children into the fire was going to bring the sun up in the morning, 
like that, I could see why you would want to then kind of... Then we need to go on social media and say some stuff. Well, you'd want to dive in a bit. Yeah. Like, maybe we should do some math. Let's Before talk about Before you toss your geometry. son in the sermon. You know, let's explain how this works and, like, try to figure out if maybe there's an alternative explanation for the sun's rising and setting. Right. Maybe there's something else that makes it go up in the air. But for the most part, when a kid is told the earth is round and the sun goes around the earth, he goes, oh, okay, and does not think about it again. (laughs) Unless he goes, wait a minute, you pagan. He does not care. Why are you telling me this? And so I I don't know unless it's the fact that like whoever told the kid that has some sort of authority in his or her life. So you tend to look up to the people who know more than you and you're like, wow, you are a, you know, you're a very smart individual. So now I'm going to come to you and ask you this deep prying question about my own existence. And now I'm going to ask you to explain to me what my purpose in life is. Like that could be. I mean, that could be a gateway to that, but to, you know, in that. Well, but there's a skepticism, right? And, 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 and skepticism usually breeds more skepticism. Right. And, and it's, if you've got a. Does got, it? Uh-huh. <laughs> you tell me. If you, uh, if, if you're a person who is suspicious as these flat earthers all are, it leads, it's just the tip of the iceberg on the conspiracy theory. I mean, everything right. else, everything else, they're skeptical of everything. You know, they're, they're everything that they're told from really any source. I mean, I, I don't know of very many, except for other flat earthers. I don't know of anybody that they consider a credible source it's all a conspiracy, you know. When they right. encounter the Christian pilot, right. who is that? Well, he's in on the conspiracy, and so if you ask, well, what, what's the purpose of this conspiracy? I mean, what is it? What's what are they? Why are they doing this? I mean, they don't have an answer for that other than just evil subterfuge. They just they just like chaos and confusion, and so they're they know that the Earth is flat, but they're not telling you why. Why aren't they telling me? What are what are they? What are they getting from this well, global a lot of times they'll conspiracy. tell you the Christian pilot is equally confused because they were educated in a public school. Where so they they're were flying a wrong. plane, yeah. and it's everything they know about physics is wrong. <laughs> is wrong. <laughs> and somehow the plane is still functioning. Right. Right? Right. Well, um, again, I don't know how deeply you want to go into it, but I the, want to go the all claim the way to is the that, bottom. The claim is that because of the size of the earth, that um, most flight manuals and things that teach people how to fly, they assume the same angles as a flat earth. And so, like, because you can only face, you can't do angles on a sphere. And so we don't. In most cases, we just treat it like the face of the earth, quote unquote. Like the Bible talks about the face of the earth. and we, Like, that just means any side that's facing you. And so when you're going to go do calculations, you triangulate based on your location and location to the ground, which is a straight line. And so they don't, like, there isn't a whole lot of math, spherical math involved, or there isn't a whole lot of math that would require knowing what's happening on the other side of the globe when you're on one side. So so they use that as, a, like, evidence in their favor. It's like, well, look, right. when you're using manuals or when, when pilots are taught how to fly, they just assume the Earth is flat. They even say so. They even say we use this this angle and these calculations based on a flat earth. Right. Because we're not far enough into the air to to notice the curvature. And so it doesn't, 
don't use well, they it. Would, even if you are far enough to notice the curvature, they would say that that's a distortion and a camera trick. And so there's no, you can't, you can't convince them. Right. But and, what I'm saying and that's is. My, that's my point. My point is that once you decide, once you're skeptical of, of a thing and you're unable or unwilling to change your mind or have your mind changed, then it just opens the door to skepticism right. on everything right. else. Well, you can find reasons to not believe everything. Right, you're but told. that's what the atheists do, and that's my point. They started out thinking they were they were on the opposite side of the aisle from these atheist materialists. They thought that they were having faith in God, whereas these atheists have faith in humankind. But that's a misunderstanding. It's not true that the atheist worldview has this under this like um, this faith in humankind. It doesn't. It has a faith in self. Like the the secular humanist materialist worldview says, I won't believe anything unless I can touch unless it myself. I can prove and it. I can prove it myself. I don't believe anything that anyone else tells me. I am my own god, and that's the part where the flat earther needs to take a really serious look at their at where they've landed, where they've ended up. They went, they swam out to try to rescue the atheist, and they've ended up drowning in deep water themselves because. The thing that classifies the secular worldview is that radical skepticism you're talking about. It's right. skepticism and the refusal to believe basic things and thinking you have this special knowledge as an individual that most other people don't have because they've been duped by this conspiracy theory. The flat earthers say the conspiracy theory is science and the atheists say the conspiracy theory is religion. But regardless, they both refuse to believe anything outside of their own five senses. And right. it's like, it's very obvious to me that what's happening is you're not arguing with the atheists, you're arguing like them now. Right. Do you think the avalanche of deconstructionism is just skepticism going, going wild? Yes. Hmm. Yep, it's asking questions. And they would hear both the flat earthers and other conspiracy theorists and the atheists would say, well, there you go. You've just admitted it. You don't want us to ask questions. You don't want us to, to find out. And it's like, no, I want you to recognize that you actually think God owes you an explanation for every single thing that you ask. Like you actually have, have fallen into this trap of believing that God is going to reward your question asking with the kind of answers that you demand. And he's not. It may be he doesn't want you to know how many days it took for him to create the earth. It may be that that he doesn't want you to know the shape of the earth that we're on. And so are you okay with that? Or are you going to keep pridefully insisting that if people would just read it the way that you've read it, they would know, you know, with 100% certainty how many years old this rock is. Well, it's you know? kind of a light Gnosticism too. Yeah. It's like our, our way of interrogating the scripture and our way of doing research has given us this special knowledge that you yep. plebeians, you faithless plebeians, just, you just don't get it. You right. just don't, you don't understand. Right. Well, and they would say it's your pride. It's your pride because you refuse to just believe what God has revealed. And it's like, no, actually, in your pride, you refuse to believe and to admit that God has been more vague than you want him to be. He's been a little bit more uh, mysterious, a little. He's buried it under a little bit more mystery than what right. you think he should have. Well, and that so, absolutely is what the atheists have said to me many, many times. It's like if God. If God wanted us to believe in him, he would have made us believe in him. Right. It's God's fault that I don't have uh, I don't have the faith. And I, you know, we're almost out of time here, but I was there is a part there's a there's a theology here that needs to be explored. Um, and that is that having faith in God having faith that God did this thing, where does that come from? How how is it that some people can just 
accept that accept that God is there and and trust him and other people just seem to struggle endlessly with having to have the answers and then uh, and and then the other side of that coin is the people who say well there are no answers there's there's no reason to look for anything Athe- atheism uh, Christianity Hinduism uh, secularism Satanism it doesn't matter there's no answers so it doesn't you can have all of them all of them could be true um, and so how do you you know, it seems like the Spirit is your only hope out of that malaise. Is the Holy Spirit will reveal to you as what is true, and 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 then if you if you accept it, mm-hmm. you realize that you're starting to sound like the flat earther. Yeah, his, if you accept it, then you're <laughs> with happy. his belief that if you just accept from the Holy if Spirit, you just accept it. Then because what we have here, everybody else will be wrong. What we have here are people who actually have convinced themselves that the Holy Spirit has spoken through their flat Earth Facebook group. I mean, they really, genuinely believe that God's wisdom has been granted to them because of the hours and hours and hours of genuine inquiry they've put in. That God has led them to these Facebook groups that have shown them that light bulbs. Right. prove that the sun actually does just eventually disappear if it just gets far s- enough away. swings around <laughs> the dinner plate of the earth. Yeah. If it's if it's several right. if it's several hundred miles away, you just can't even see it anymore. Right. And so they think that that came from the Holy Spirit. They're absolutely insistent that right. their version of gnosticism is because it's the truth and that God they don't take credit for it. It wasn't them who came up with this, who built this universe the way that it is with a flat earth and a sun that loops around it. Like, mm-hmm. that's just God who did that. They give him the credit. They're just the messenger, and they're just reporting what he has revealed to them through. Well, truth be told, if that is the way the earth, if that is the way everything operated, if the sun was was literally like making circles around the earth and mm-hmm. the moon was making circles around the earth and there was just a firmament and everything and the earth was flat yeah. and all of that in in absolute defiance of all physics the way we understand it that would be pretty compelling reason to believe in god right i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like what's making this thing what's making the sun move like that there's no there's no physical mathematical ex- explanation for this it has to be some sort of supernatural force Right. Moving it in a circle like that. Yep. And that's why we trust God. <laughs> Not math. Do flat earthers call non-flat earthers spheretics? <laughs> they call them heliocentric. <laughs> Spheretic is better. Yeah. That's what they call them. How long were you working on that? Just a couple of seconds. Just popped in? Thanks for visiting the Comedian's House. If you want to spend more time with our family, you can follow John Branion on YouTube and Facebook. Also email nextdoor at johnbranion.com with your comments and questions. We'll see you next time.